This is the Kitzer of Sicha Beis of Parshas Miketz in Chelek Yud, page 136. The Rebbe discusses the Pasik that says, Vatirav koleret Mitzrayim, Vayitzak ha'om el pare lalechem, Vayoyme pare lechol Mitzrayim, Luchu el Yosef, Ashiyem alechem tasu. That all the people in Mitzrayim were hungry, they came to Paroi for bread, and Paroi tells them, go to Yosef, and whatever he tells you, you should do. So Rashi here says, So what happened is, they first came to Yosef, and Yosef told them to make a bris. So then, they didn't want to make a bris. So then they came to Paroi, and they asked Paroi to force Yosef to give them food without any, without any conditions. And then Rashi goes on to explain, why Pari did not want to intercede on their behalf. But the Rebbe says, why is Rashi explaining anything here? The Pasuk is very clear. Yosef was appointed to take care of all the Parnasa and food of the Mitzrayim. So therefore, Pari is telling them, why are you coming to me? Go to Yosef. I appointed Yosef to take care of this. End the story. That's exactly what the Pasuk is saying, and it's very clear. From where does Rashi take that they first went to Yosef? And then they came to Pari. And then Pari and Yosef made this condition that they should make a bris. From where does Rashi know this? That to make a bris, maybe Yosef had another condition, and then Pari sends them back to Yosef. So this is all in a medrash, but Rashi doesn't quote anything that's not in the simple pshat of the Pasuk here. So from where does Rashi take this? Besides that, Rashi says that Yosef had already made the demand in the past, and they didn't want to fulfill it. But the Pasuk says that Pari is telling them, talking about the future, not about a demand that Yosef made in the past. So what did Pari actually tell them when he explained them that he doesn't want to intercede on their behalf? So Pari told them, Why didn't you gather any grain? He said, the hunger years are coming. We did gather, but that's the case. You better listen to Yosef. He demanded, or he uh, decreed, that the Tvua uh, will all rot. What if you will decree that we should all die? We'll all die. So I can't intercede on your behalf. I have no control over Yosef. So here again the Rebbe says, Rashi gives us a very lengthy answer to what Pare said. Where does Rashi take this from? Why can't we just simply say that Pare told them, go to Yosef. Yosef is appointed for this. Don't bother me about this. And if Pare is telling them that they have no food, or they're telling Pare that is, that they have no food, so that's it. So Pare told you have no food, so go to Yosef. Why is Rashi saying that... Uh, we're going to die, and I'm going to die as well, because Pari says, Aleinu, we're all going to die here. What, where does Rashi take all of this? Besides this, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe points out, that the fact that Yosef demanded of them to make a bris is highly unusual. Why would Yosef demand them to do something that has absolutely no toyelis whatsoever? Besides that, the Rebbe brings from Pasha Snayach, that there we see that a guy is now allowed to spill his own blood. Dimchem lenafshiseichem edresh. So why is Yosef demanding of them to spill their own blood without any purpose, to make a bris? So the point here that Rebbe says is, what Rashi sees in the Pasik that's unusual, is the very fact that they came to Pari to ask Pari for food. Yosef was already previously appointed to take care of all the Parnasa and all matters of the Mitzrayim. And everybody knew this. Everybody saw Yosef gathered tremendous amount of grain in order to provide for all the Mitzrayim. So why are they coming to Pari? That's the unusual thing that Rashi sees here in the Pasik. So therefore, it must be that the Pasik did not spell out the whole story. They did go first to Yosef, as they always did, as they knew. Elamai, Yosef didn't want to give them the food, unconditionally. We see Yosef charged them money. So he'll be here, he must have made some condition that they didn't want to fulfill. And therefore, they came to Pari. After they were by Yosef. And 
Potter is telling them that I can't help you. I can't force Yosef's hand. But here, we know from what it says previously in the Psukim that the demand that Yosef probably made for them was to make a bris. How do we know this? Because in Parsha Slechlecha, when the Ebesha gives the mitzvah of bris milah to Avram Avinu, over there, the Ebesha tells him that the mitzvah is not only to make a bris for yourself, but also for your lid beitzcha miknas kaspacha. All the people that you own, every, anyone in your possession, anyone that's there tuffle to you, is included in your mitzvah to see to it that they make a bris. If so, Yosef being this, the ruler of Mitzrayim, and Yosef being so powerful over everybody that the Pasuk says, He has absolute control over them, so they're all like his possessions. It's like he has ownership over their lives. So in that sense, Yosef felt that it's his mitzvah to fulfill the mitzvah of bris by having them all make a mitzvah to fulfill the mitzvah of bris. This, is, this was the command that Yosef was not only once, but constantly encouraging them to make a bris. And Yosef had the obligation to use this opportunity to, make, to bring, have them make a bris. That's the demand that Yosef demanded from the Mitzrayim. So now, Pare, Pare hears about this, and they're asking Pare, being the king, after all, Yosef was only the Mishnah Lamelech, so they're asking Pare to intercede on their behalf. And they felt that Yosef is making an uncondi- un- unreasonable demand, so Pare has to explain to them, why, why will you not help them out over here? This is a hunger, they're all going to die. If it, it came directly to Pare before they went to Yosef, so Pare will send them flying, go to Yosef, he's the one in charge of this. But they were ready by Yosef, and now they're asking Pare to help them out because Yosef is making an unreasonable demand. Why is Pare not helping them? So therefore Rashi explains, and the reason is because Pare told them, listen, don't you see that the fact that you have no food is not because of uh, natural means, it's not because of the hunger years that we're experiencing now, you gathered food. And then supernaturally, all the food that you gathered rotted. The food that Yosef gathered did not rot. So in that case, I have no control over Yosef. I'm going to tell him to give you food, and then the food that he's going to give you is also going to rot. So what point is there? I have no power over Yosef. But Rashi doesn't stop there, because the Mitzrayim could still argue and say to him, but at least let's have temporary relief. We're hungry today. Let's get the food from Yosef today. If the food will rot later, it will rot. Or maybe he won't even decree that the food should rot. They still would push back and say, no, Pare, please help us out to get some food today. So therefore, Pare has to say, no, I can't do this because you never know what kind of harm could come out from this in the future. If you see that he made this kind of a decree in the past, so you never know what kind of a decree he may, can make in the future, he may also actually decree that we should die. And then you can't say that, no, you have nothing to lose. Try to force Yosef. You do have what to lose. How do you know what he's going to say in the future? And Pari includes himself in this as well. Because it's not that Stam Yosef will come along and make Xayda that the Mitzrim would die. The Mitzrim knew Yosef wouldn't do such a thing. But the fact that Pari is forcing his hands, and the Mitzrim are the ones that are causing Pari to force his hands to give them food when he doesn't want. So Pari says, how do we know what Yosef is going to say in the future? So therefore, the Pasuk over here is using the future tense, so even though Pari was also telling them that you have to listen to the command of Yosef that he said in the past to make a bris, because Pari is also explaining to them why he doesn't want to get involved. Because right now we know what Yosef's demand of you is, but you don't know what he's going to demand in the future. And it may actually bring a greater harm. He may cause even a Einish Misa. So therefore, I don't want to get involved. You don't know what he's going to say in the future. That's... Why Rashi has to go into this whole arichis regarding what Pari responded to them, because this is the only way to justify why Pari would not get involved in such an unusual situation that would have demanded his uh, involvement. In the Yenish Al-Tayra of this Rashi, 
The Rebbe says, we know what it says in Chassidus, that there was a big difference between Yosef and his brothers. They didn't see eye to eye, because Yosef was, was a person that came from Atzillus. And therefore he, the whole world, the Metzius of Velt, is, does not exist in his eyes. And he's able to be in the world and not get phased by what's going on in the world. It doesn't take up space in his life, even while he's there, and he doesn't get disturbed by it. And therefore he could be a king and involved in all the matters that he had to do, and yet not get phased by it at all. His brothers, though, they were Reyetzayim. They were shepherds because they secluded themselves from the world. That's the only way that the world didn't disturb them. So Yosef, in this Rashi we see, was not only able to be a king involved in the matters of the world, and yet remain with his full dveikas to the Abishter, but he was also involved in actually influencing the Mitzrayim, elevating the Mitzrayim. Erevah Sa'adat, the people that were in a land of immorality, he was encouraging them and sort of forcing them to make a bris in order to elevate them and to get them out of the Erevah Sa'adat. So Yosef was actually influencing all the people around them, involved in everything that's going on, and yet he was fully bedveikus with the Abishter at the same time. That's the greatness that we see over here in Yosef, and even at Parai. Pari himself to agree to this demand to force the Mitzrayim to listen to him to make a bris. This, the Rebbe says, the lesson to all of us is that all Yidin are called in the name of Yosef, as we see in the Pasuk, Noyek, it's saying Yosef, that wherever Yid is, even if you're in a place where you feel like the environment around you is very low and the people are very far and you get demoralized because of this, yet not only do you have to remain strong and connected and fulfill Torah mitzvahs and not get in a spa from what's around you, but you could also follow Yosef's lead by influencing people around you and elevating them, and not only to influence the Yidin around you, but also to be a Er Lagayim, and to elevate the entire world, to be Mevarer and Mezachach, the entire world, and to bring to the fulfillment of the promise, Ki Oz Epoch Al Amim Sofa Brura Likre Kulei B'Shem Hashem Ola Avdei Shechem Echad.